In this episode of the Runner's Gym podcast, we talk to an Australian representative in ultra running. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Runner's Gym podcast, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. I'm Condi Canuto. And I'm Sandy Canuto. And we're runners who love chatting all things running and triathlon. The Runner's Jam is a place where we can share stories, encourage each other, and most of all, continue to build great friendships. So if running's your thing, then the Runner's Jam is for you. Let's do the jam. Hey guys, welcome back to the Runner's Jam podcast. Great to be back, isn't it, Dal? Always good to be here. We've been waiting a little while for we this have. one. Yes, we have. How's your running been anyway? Yeah, good. I'm, I'm coming good. You're coming good, we yeah. We did a really good hill session. We did the hills Tuesday, this week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was still hard. It was always hard. It's always hard. Yeah, but lots of runners hadn't done the, the hill session, the Twin Peaks, and um, yeah. I think they enjoyed it. They did. So mm. many more to come. Yes. Many more to come. So, Dal, who we got on today? We have Mr. Dan Simmons with us today. The man. Dan yeah, the man Dan Simmons. Man. Good to have you on <laughs> I'm board. I'm sure he hasn't heard that before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. It's really good to have you here. Great to have you. Dal, did you want to talk a little bit about Dan's achievements? Oh. Well, I think. Just to summarise, as you already said, Dan is an ultra runner, done huge distances. What's the longest you've ever run, Dan? A 48-hour event. And, 40, and how many Ks did you do in that? Um, just ticked over 362 Ks. Okay. That's, oh a, real, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a I lot. I don't think I've even driven that far. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan will no doubt have some stories to tell. Now you, you I'm don't, sure you do. You don't start off as an ultra runner. Um, so we would love to know where did your running journey kick off? It probably really kicked off in high school, but going back to probably year eight, I remember not being able to finish a 1,500-metre race. And then um, it just come about at school. I was joking around in year 10 to my mates saying that um, I was going to enter the 3,000-metre race. Yeah. And we had a, a fella at school who – competed in track and field at nationals and I'm like, I'll put the wind up him. And they <laughs> laughed and I laughed as well. But anyway, when it come to the day, I, you know, I was right behind him. I was right there and I uh, kind of shocked myself and shocked everyone else. And uh-huh. I go, you know what, if I actually did a bit of training, who knows what could happen. So, yeah, I started running this um, out and back 6Ks from home every afternoon mm-hmm. Knew nothing about how to train properly. I just went out and tried to run faster every single day. Which, you know, when you're young, you can get away with that, can't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. And where was home at that point in time, Dan? I, I lived out in a little town called Goombra. Goombra. It's out towards um, Warwick there. Okay. So. so we have had a podcast about the Warwick Pentathlon. Yes. Um, I've, yeah. I've done the Pentath um, quite a few times now. Uh-huh. Um, back from... I think I started in year 10 was my first event, so that would have been going back 2005, I think, okay. my first. So to save people runners. doing the maths, do you want to just say how old you are now? Because so, <laughs> they're all doing the maths right now. Uh, oh, He's 32 thinking. on Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, happy wow. birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> just a young fella, Dan. Yeah. Just a yeah. young fella. I had to think about that for a yeah. second. <laughs> so I actually saw you when we were out at the Warwick Pentathlon. Yes. Um, I was there. I wasn't running. We were supporting some of the girls who'd gone mm. out and it was the 5K event and I was waiting to take photos of the girls as they came across the line and, and who came across the line first but you. Yes. Um, so I got some photos of you doing that. I was uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do all five events, which I'd like to do because I have a um, 
at a 24-hour event coming up, I think the weekend after the Pentath run. So yeah. I had to prioritise and what runs I do and I was able <laughs> to get a, a decent 5K hit out there, which was which was good. Nice. Just a nice easy run. Yeah, I wouldn't call it easy. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, was, what was your time on that one? Oh, do you remember? I can't. It was just under 17. Okay. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> not bad. That's not, not bad. bad. <laughs> so you came second in this 1,500-meter run, you said, when you were at school. Yep. Okay, so what happened after that? Well, that's when I was – everyone was like, hey, you should, you know – continue like give it a shot and yeah. i signed up to a few more events um at the school sports carnival yeah yeah and you know continue to surprise myself and yeah yeah so that's when i decided to do this 3k's out and back so 6k total up over this little hill yeah. near home and um so that was your only sort of training that was my only training and because we were had a bit of property had horses and stuff like that yeah. i was always Working on the farm, yeah, I think helped a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I was a pretty so was it a, young kid back yeah. then. So was it a hilly three k out and back, or was it pretty flat? Well, or? there was a decent decent hill in yeah. the middle of it. So I used to run down to the Goomba Hall, yeah, and back from home. So it was, yeah, it was, I'd time myself every day and just try and beat it by you know a second. <laughs> Did that always work or? No. <laughs> so there was no coaching involved. There was no one that was sort of having any sort of input when it comes to your running at that no, point? No, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, I was just going because um, I thought about having a doing the cross country through school. Yeah. And I think that was a 6Ks for my age group. So that's what I was like, well, if I'll just keep running 6K over and over again. I'll it should get easier. You make it. <laughs> and did you do all right in the 6K cross country? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, the first time I did the cross country, um, the fellow at school that did real well, I was right on his tail in that last turn yeah. at this cross country trial sort of thing and we ended up um, all going to, to state and nationals Wow. Um, for the next couple of years through high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So how did how what happened then after high school when it comes to your running? Well, did- also at high school, um, the school out there had a rodeo program. That's so right. So I did a lot of um, of the rodeo program through school. Okay, so as I in riding a, the horses. I did a little bit of bull riding. Yeah, but mostly I was a bull rodeo riding, clown. Rodeo yeah, clown. Yeah, or protection clown. Some people would call <laughs> it. So. I was. Um, you needed to be fast for that. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, come a clown. Put on a funny skirt and face paint. Yeah, and dance around in front of the bulls. Um, okay, essentially. <laughs> Gee, you know no fear, do you? <laughs> how was that? that? I loved it. Yeah, it was. Um, it was good. Yeah. yeah. And how um, long did you do that for? I did. Oh, I think I started year ten. Yeah. Did it through high school, and then a couple of years. Out of high school where I took the um, rodeo clown, the bullfighting a lot more serious. Okay, yeah. Um, and travelling around with different rodeo companies and stuff like that. Wow. I'm just thinking like contextually if mm-hmm. there were like parents out here in the city who would take their 15-year-old kid and say, yeah, dress up as a clown and hop into, you know, yeah. a ring with bulls coming at you. You just <laughs> wouldn't do it. But you grow up in the country and it's completely different. Yeah, kind of come a bit. Like sex and sex, uh, 
Second nature. Second yeah. nature, that's um, right. You know, always working with livestock and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you're just yeah. around it all the time and used to it. So. Yeah. So did you ever thought there was a career in the rodeo for you at that point or you just? Oh, I more did it for a bit of extra cash on the right. weekends. Yeah. Um, and why I like to ride but clown and I was out there all night. Yeah. I got paid for it. Yeah. And where instead of paying an entry and – Hopefully, if you can stay on the bull long enough, you might get some prize money, but yeah. I was guaranteed a paycheck at the end of the yeah. night and my fun lasted more than eight seconds. So, <laughs> you know, I had all, all night the out mass. there. So, yeah. yeah, it worked out for me a little bit better. So, yeah. So, what was then the progression after that process? Um, so, I did that for a couple of years yeah. out of high school yeah. and then thought that I'd travel the world mm. um, and went over to Canada. Oh, so, Canada. I spent... Um, all up five years over there. That's a long time. Yeah, so um, did the tourist thing, went to a ski resort yeah. and worked over there. Um, Were you running over there? A little bit. Um, not as much as, you know, I would have liked, but in the winter it's a bit hard to, to run yeah. over there. I was more snowboarding and okay. stuff like that. Um, towards my end of my time over there, got into a lot of strength and conditioning. Um, and a body weight sort of stuff. Did a few of the obstacle races, um, the Spartan races, Tough Mudder, okay. stuff like that. Then where I used to live at Sun Peaks Resort over in Canada, they had this 50-kilometre mountain trail run. Right. And it was up over three of the peaks. Wow. So I'm like, you know what, I'd... Let's give it a go. You know, <laughs> I, I'd only ever done two marathons beforehand and probably no more than three halves before this. And the um, two marathons beforehand didn't turn out too well. Yes, okay. how did they go? <laughs> yeah. Well, my first marathon, the longest run I'd ever done beforehand was a half marathon. Right. Which was at the Warwick Pentath Run. Okay. Then I signed up for the Gold Coast Marathon thinking, well, if I can run half marathon, I can – do a full marathon, went out at the same pace as what I'd run a half marathon, <laughs> come through halfway in about, I think it was 1.36, and I finished in four hours 36. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. you could say I hit the wall in that one. <laughs> Respect the distance. Yep. Um, you know, I thought I was invincible and, you know, Half marathon felt good. Why couldn't I just double it? I was in for a shot yeah. around that 30K mark. The marathon's um, a good was, teacher, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. So I've been there. I've done that. It, And you'd think I'd learn my lesson, but I come back next year and I did the same thing. <laughs> and I think I was only about 10 minutes quicker the following year. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't know much about nutrition back then. Didn't do a whole lot of training or specific training. Mm-hmm. For, for running and stuff, I just yeah. enjoyed it and went out and just yeah. ran nothing too structured or anything. Yeah, so well, there's, there was no structured training during that no. time for you just? No, it was just sheer youth running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just run. Yeah. And so um, what I'd like to know then, so you're in Canada, so well, we've gone back, you you blew the marathon because yep. there was no respecting the distance. <laughs> yeah. you, did, you didn't know to respect the distance. No, you thought you could no. just do it. Yeah. So now we're in Canada and you're thinking of doing a 50K trail yes. over three mountains. mountains. mountains yes. 
Did you respect the distance? Did you train for this one? I did a little bit more training. I was mostly doing, um, you know, core fitness, strength and conditioning more than running. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did do a couple of longer runs in preparation. (laughs) My nutrition was a bit more on par, um, learning about gels and hydration and stuff like that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I did go out way too hard, mm-hmm. um, I will admit, in the, the 50K. Um, I think the first couple of K was straight up. There was a few points there. I think the gradient was about 49%, 50% oh in some places, so virtually scrambling up the yeah, side. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I paid the price a few times in there. There was a few times I was running all by myself in the back mountains of Canada and I'm just like – if some bear or cougar jumped out of here, I said, I ain't, you know, I'm dinner. You know, like, I literally thought that this I wasn't. This boy from Queensland. Yeah, I ain't making the end. Like, something <laughs> pops out of here. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm um, walking by this stage. I'm going to get to the um, next checkpoint and I'm yeah. going to pull out. And I was just around the corner before that checkpoint. And I just started running again. And I flew past that checkpoint. And going, no, nah, I've got to finish this. Um, so what distance was that at that point? 50 kilometres. Oh. At that point. Say probably just over halfway. Okay, yeah. I think it was coming up to 30K. Yeah, yeah. Um, was a checkpoint. That was a checkpoint, so, yeah. yeah. I was definitely walking by, by that point. 20, 25 Ks, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that was two mountains down. So. Oh, cool. Only one to go. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I finished it. I got, I think it was just a fraction over six hours, um, which wasn't too, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, that's great. I'm thinking especially that's with good. the, yeah, the yeah, elevation. With elevation, yeah. Like 3,800 metres or something like that. That's yeah. an amazing effort. There was a lot of vertical in it. That's a decent um, pace. That's So, um, yeah, I must have just run all the downhills. <laughs> <laughs> or rolled down them. Yeah. <laughs> Scared of being eaten by a bear or something. <laughs> that, yeah. That'll keep you going, won't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. So that was your first taste of this ultra yeah. distances, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, I'm not sure if it was just before or after I did um, at the same resort was a yeah. Spartan race. Right. I think that was a half marathon. I did quite well on that one. And then I th- did a tough muscle. Tough Mudder at Whistler. Right. Okay. And um, quite enjoyed these because it was a bit more physical. I had a little bit more strength about me yeah. and not much endurance. Mm. But um, I got asked if I wanted to give the 24-hour world's toughest mother a go, which was held over in New Jersey in New York there or just next to New York. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, you know, why not? Let's, let's give it a go. So – that was my first 24-hour event, you would say. Yeah. Um, again, my, I would have said my endurance was lacking there. Yeah. Um, I had the strength there for most of the obstacles and stuff, but essentially it was just the endurance that got me. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you lasted the 24 hours. Lasted 24 yeah. hours. I think I did um, 80 miles, so I think it just – Wow. Just over a hundred kilometers. That's a lot in the um, in the twenty four hour period. Yeah, I think it was 
440 odd obstacles in that. Wow. Okay. So there must have been some level of training or fitness you were keeping up beforehand to get to that. Yeah. I was, um, the coach at the gym and stuff was right onto the nutrition a bit more um, and get me ready for for these type of of races. Right. Um, But lacking in that. The running scene. I'd do a few runs, but that'd yeah. be like flat out 10Ks. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were kind of going off the principle. If we could do a heavy deadlift 100 times, you know what I mean? What yeah. I should be able to do a deadlift without any weight a lot more, essentially, like for running and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a more strength focused training than yeah. endurance mm-hmm. focused training. Yeah. Where Looking back on it, yes, it it does definitely strength and conditioning does benefit runners a lot. And I see that, but I was doing a lot more than needed to be and only focusing more on that strength and conditioning rather than getting out and actually running. Okay, so a little bit out of balance. Yeah. Uh, So so at that point in time when you're doing Tough Mudder, you had a coach that was influencing – Training yeah, at that it, point. it was more based around the strength and conditioning right. and doing the obstacle races, yeah, okay, rather than then the running side, of the it. running side of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was before the fifty k. Uh, yeah, I did the fifty k before run. the twenty four hour tough right. rudder. Okay, yeah, and I think there was an obstacle race one either side yeah, of yeah. the fifty k. Okay, so you're starting to get this taste now for these sort of ultra distances. Yeah, and, and I think it was stuff. trying to push myself yeah i was going well i can do this what else can i do mm, yeah or how much further can i push myself mm. um and i think that's what kind of started mm. sucking me into this yeah that's really know. interesting because i remember reading um scott jurek's book yep. um for those who don't know he's like a he was the be all of the trail running scene for the ultras just yep. amazing guy and I remember I grabbed his book to read it and I remember thinking, oh, do I want to read this because I'm probably going to get sucked in and want to do an ultra if I read this. And I got to the end of the book and I thought he was just absolutely amazing and I went, there is no way I ever <laughs> want to do an ultra. So that was my experience. So for you, I wanted to ask, and you have touched on a little bit there, when you finished that first 50, was it like, yes, I want to do this again. I was like, oh, my gosh, I never want to do this. And then a few hours later it started to go, oh, there's the challenge. That's interesting to push myself. <laughs> like, To be honest, running probably that last K of that 50, yeah. I got emotional. Um, it was kind of like, wow, what have I – What have you achieved? Because I was finished halfway through it. Like, you know, I was, I was stopping, but something's gone, no, you've got to finish this. Doesn't matter how long it takes you, you got to finish it. Got that second win going, and then I was like, "Yeah, coming up to the, the finish line." I was like, "Wow, you know, I've done it." You know, the, yeah, something I didn't think I could yeah. could do, or yeah. thought I, especially halfway through it, thought that I could finish it. And um, yeah, don't get me wrong, I was pretty sore and <laughs> um, and that afterwards. But yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think I ever um, thought that, no, I'm not going to do it again. I think one of my thoughts was next year I'm going under six hours. Wow. Yeah. Because I think I ran in six hours, six minutes. Mm. So it like, just inspired you, like yeah, seeing yourself was, push that hard. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think it's just a little bit of a, a fire in the belly. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So, Dan, what happened after that then? So, um, after the 24-hour world's toughest matter, um, we moved home. So, myself and my wife, um, we moved back to Australia. Um, I got a job at a running store in, in Brisbane mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just started running a lot more, talking to real runners. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and... I started focusing on my 10K, you know, doing the park runs. Okay, so that's an interesting change from you've you've just done a 50 in these 24-hour events and it sparked something in you. Yeah. And then you come back and it's we're down to a 10K focus. It's, um, yeah, it was a bit, yeah, funny. Like I I really liked the culture I had in the gym that I was working with in Canada Mm -hmm. and I couldn't really find that. When I come back yeah. to, to Brisbane, um, and then I got the job at the at in the training, run, at, in training yeah. Yeah. Um, the running store, and it was just like, I think it was kind of like, yes, I can, I'm going to focus on this it's a little bit more now, give my body a bit of a rest from that strength and conditioning because yeah, um, that tough mudder really took it out of me, mm. um, and wanted to rest a bit from that. But I think then with the running, it was just like. You know what I mean? I got that, yeah. That desire back yeah. to you know. Let's see how quick I can go now. Yeah. I got structured training plans. I knew learned a lot more about race nutrition. Yeah, race um, strategy possibly. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, even footwear. Yeah. Like the amount I learned in footwear. Yeah. Being it in training was immense. That's like, great. Um, I didn't think there was that much to. To know about shoes, shoes. <laughs> you, you know, and there is. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was doing the, the 10Ks, a couple of half marathons, yeah. park runs. Did you have a preferred distance at the The 10Ks at, at, um, at that point. Yeah. And I think I every race within two hours in Brisbane, I was if I could find a 10K, I was doing it. Okay. And it was like every weekend during the race season. Now, the 10K, I, th- I find, is a really interesting distance because like a half marathon, you're sitting at a comfortably hard pace, but you can hold it yeah. for that length of time. I find the 10K is kind of like it's pushing you like to a real max and it's quite hard to hold it because it's much faster than the half marathon pace. So, yeah, I find it a bit of a challenging distance. It was. Um, I think I liked because it, it wasn't quite as long as the, <laughs> you the, didn't have the to half. Hold it for as long. Um, it was a bit, yeah, a bit longer than the five k. But uh, yeah, so I did probably for two years really tried and worked on bringing my my times down for oh, the ten k. Let's and, talk times. Yeah, let's talk times. Yeah, then what, what were do? those times? I <laughs> think I when I started, I probably were forty five minutes. Um, That's and over great. the two years, I brought it down to. I think the not sure my exact PB because I think the mm. the fastest I'm at on the course may have been a bit short, but that was thirty two fifteen. Thirty two. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> but I think that I think the course is a bit short, so, so yeah. I think it worked out to be about thirty three or or plus if it would have been a full course. Wow, um, that is super that's fast. Still fast, regardless. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah. Um. But then there was just this, I don't know, I had this bit of an 
urge to kind of go, you know, to do one an ultra again. Yeah. I was getting this bug. Something was telling me, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep focusing on the 10K or do you want to go longer? Mm. And I'm just going right and I um, chose a race, um, talked to my coach and was just like, I want to do this 12-hour. I just I just need to know if this is what I want to do. And this was right. going to be, yeah, I'm going to stick with the 10K or see what happened mm. in this 12-hour. And, um, yeah, so I trained a so couple ha- months. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, what was the time frame from when you made that decision to the race? Yeah. I think the last race would have been about September for the 10K mm-hmm. and I wanted to do this 12-hour in I think it was about February. Oh, wow. Okay. So it wasn't. It's not long. It wasn't long. Um, Because I'm guessing if you'd been focusing on the 10K, you weren't doing huge distance. No. At all. No. It was a lot of shorter speed work, work, stuff like that. Yeah. So that period between September to February, you started preparing for this 12-hour race. So what was this 12-hour race? Um. Dust to dawn. Dust to dawn is yeah. what the race is. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, it's held out at the Caboolture Historical Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so local sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a granite kind of base track, mm-hmm. um, five hundred meter loop. Okay. Um, kind of like a B with one um, loop a little bit bigger than the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So like a capital B. Yeah. Um, but the track doesn't join in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and about an elevation of about two metres from one end to the other. So a little bit of a, a climb but very subtle, yeah. very runnable, um, which I liked it because it just changes your gait a little mm. bit. Um, and then the granite, you're not running on the asphalt or cement, so yeah. a bit nicer mm. on the body. Um, yeah, but trying leading up to it, it was a lot of long, slow runs. Um getting the nutrition right, learning to, you know, get in more nutrition, like a 10K. You did nutrition before and nutrition after. You didn't really need to Mm. worry about it during Mm -hmm. where this was, no, nutrition has to be spot on. on, And I'm I'm thinking like, as we said, you'd done a lot of speed work when you were 10K training and now you're having to go for long, slow runs. Yeah. Did that mess with your head? It did a little bit. So... (laughs) You know, the start of the long runs, you were always trying to hold yourself back, but when you got to what you would normally long run would be and now you've got to double it or triple it, now yeah. it's kind of gone, you know, I was just running slow because I was so... You had to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was bugging, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, there was there was days I was almost crawling home. Wow. Like, and what, what distances did you get up to in those runs? I was running... Um, by time okay, rather than say, distance. Yeah, by time, yeah. Yeah, so I think I was doing three to five-hour runs. Wow. Right. Um, beforehand. Mm. I also went down to Falls Creek over New Year's mm. um, just before the race. A few of the mates were going down there mm. and I'll, I'll tag along and see what all the fuss is about down there because <laughs> a lot of the Olympians go down there over the – Christmas, New Year's, and do a lot of training at altitude okay. and stuff like that. So, yeah, thought we'd go down, see what all the fuss is about. And it was <laughs> great, and but did some big wheat 
I think we were there for about 10 days. And yeah. I think I clocked almost 250Ks. Wow. And that was just massive for, for me. Mm. Um, and then I fairly did any running before the race, mm. which was about three or four weeks later. Wow. So did you develop any niggles? Like well, you've gone from a fairly low K but fast trainings, you know, that you'd done for your 10K to then suddenly you're doing massive distances. Yeah, no, I I was lucky. Um, That's good. And I think because it was just – it was a short turnaround. Like okay. it was only yeah. probably three or four months. Like, it, um, But because I think it was slow, the running, I was forced to run a lot slower. It wasn't as, as bad. Mm. Mm. So you got to February? Yeah, so did it um, – it was, it was tough. It was hot. <laughs> It was tough. I would say it's but, summer. Um, summer. Yeah, yeah not, it is. I was walking there for, for a bit as well. Yeah. I had a bit of stomach upset mm. and stuff like that. Um, so what was the aim of this race? You just – I wanted to see how far I could go yep. in a 12-hour. So that's the time. aim of the, of the race. You yep. just – people just run around this track. Yeah, um, yeah, For 12 hours. Run around the – in circles yes. for 12 I'm hours. So much and fun. See how far you <laughs> just can see get. how far you can get. Yeah. yeah. Right. The same event, they um, have some relays in that as well. Right. Yeah. Um, teams and stuff like that. And yeah. there's a few school groups that come and, and do the team events in that as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And they normally have got like a, a three hour and a six hour event as okay. well. So there's there's no breaks in between. No. So just with a timed race, yeah. be. 12 hours, 24 or 48 mm. hours, it's how far you can run in that period Good. of time. Yeah. So if you need to stop and have a break, rest, that change happens. your shoes, go to the toilet, have a snooze, whatever yeah. you want, you can do that. Mm. Um, and you, as long as you complete one lap, you can't DNF. So oh, there's no <laughs> DNFs in these races. Like, you know, most of these, these, um, Ultra races are done around a, a small track, so yeah. a 400-meter athletic track or, you know, a 500-meter loop somewhere. Mm. Um, so, yeah, once you, you clock a lap, that's your that's distance. So you can't yeah. DNF in them, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So how does that – what's the mental fatigue when it comes to running that sort of, well, distance or, you know – Repeatedly. Repeatedly. <laughs> I'm yeah, just thinking it, that, that would drive me – It can get a bit tedious. <laughs> um, I know a couple of years ago I was doing – a lot of training on the track right? for the track races. Mm. And by the time I got around to the race day, I was bored and sick of running on the track. So yeah. I pretty much do no training on the track anymore. Mm. So when I come to a race that's on a track, mm. um, I'm not bored of it yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you just kind of, you know you're just going to be running in circles, you just kind of, you know, trying to get about it. Yeah, you, just, you know it's going to happen. So yeah. You prepare um, for it. Exactly. Yeah. You know it's going to be a, you know. But there must get a point in it where you just want to scream and say, let me run somewhere else, please. Is there? <laughs> yes Yes and no. Um, you know, I try and focus on what I'm there for. Yeah. Um, now. and But I look around see the other people running, yeah. you know, you look at the birds flying by or yeah. or something like that, yeah. um, chat to people out yeah. there and 
watch the crew and stuff like that. So there's always something to keep you a bit distracted and motivated and you try and look for the positive things like yeah. even like the sunrise and stuff mm. like that. And That's cool. Yeah, look for the little positive yeah. things and trying yeah. to get into a, a negative mindset Yeah, because that can really affect mm. your race. Yeah. Do you ever like um, tee up with someone and you guys run 50 laps together or, you know? Not you... on race day. Okay. Um, sometimes you, you know, end up running a similar pace to someone else. Um, you know, race day, it's – I just focus on my race. Okay. Um, but in training, it's definitely good to, um, you know, have a mate and he's keen to do a long run. Yeah. yeah. You know, it makes it a mm. – a lot easier to run. Okay. Like this morning coming down here, I could mate of mine, John Pearson, I sent him a message on, hey, mate, you want to do a long run in the morning? Um, <laughs> and he was keen for it. So, yeah, we did a run up to the sunny coast this morning. So. That would be lovely. Yeah, it yeah. was nice. It was um, got a bit of, bit of rain, which just kind of cooled things cool. off That's a beautiful. bit. Beautiful. Yeah. It's always nice. Got to love the rain. rain in the rain. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we love Absolutely. It. So you completed the twelve-hour uh, ultra ultra run. So yeah. What distance did you cover? I think I did one hundred and seven k's. Wow. In that twelve-hour, so. Was that yeah. what you expected? What you were hoping for? I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. I got told if I'd ran one fifteen, that it'd be a, a, great a pretty stellar yeah. run for someone that hasn't done one before. Mm. But anything over, you know, ninety to one hundred k's was a pretty yeah, solid, solid effort, effort. For a, especially for a first mm. first effort at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What did you learn from that? The first experience. Pacing. Pacing. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sounds you like know. that. That looks it's, like you got something a bit wrong. Um. Because you, you feel fit, you taper for the races, and it doesn't really matter what race you're in. But if you go out too hard, you're gonna pay for it in the back end. Yeah. Um, I think I was running a bit too fast in the hotter hours, not allowing to back off a bit in the hotter hours and then pick it up when night comes. Mm-hmm. So the Dust of Dawn is a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. race. Right. It's run through the night. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it's normally quite hoggy and hot and muggy that time of the year, um, but it does cool off during the night. It would. You know. So what pace do you sit on? Because I'm guessing in that 12 hours you have had little moments where you've stopped for yeah, a break that, of various that times. that race, yeah, it was a few stops, um, a lot of gut issues. Okay. Um, so I was a bit sick in the, the stomach for for quite a while. Didn't think that I'd be able to, you know, continue um, the race kind of halfway through it and then I just, you know, Said I was just going to walk it. If I've got to walk the rest of the, the time, I will. Um, but then kind of gut settled down a bit, second wind, started running mm. again. Yeah. And then, you know, the closer I got to 100, it was like, I, I, get it. I can get it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of lights that fire and then I was just hungry for that 100 and mm. all of a sudden and 100 rolled around. I'm going, well, why stop? You've got, you know, an hour left or 45 minutes just – Give it whatever you've wow. got. So, um, and I had another mate that I was running with doing it for the first time as well, and he was sitting around the same sort of kilometres as me. So we we're feeding off each other and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, which made it quite enjoyable. That's awesome. 
So you completed that distance, well, that that race. So what happened um, after that? I think it really set that belly fire. fire going and I knew from that morning after that race that the 10Ks were out and the ultras <laughs> were this in. This is what you were it made for. In. I turned around to the coach and gone, this is it. I'm, I'm sticking with ultras. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to yeah. see what I can do. Um, so we went to, from there um, and, yeah, focused on the 12 hours for a while yeah. for the next year or so. Um, over the next kind of year I got, um, I think the PB's at 137 for the 12 hour. As in 137 137 kilometres, yeah, yep, yep. for the 12 hour. That's a big jump from the... Yeah. Seven in the first one. Yeah, so this was probably over a, over a year. Yeah. Maybe a bit longer. Um, and then I threw a couple of hundred Ks in there as well, um, which is a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, quite different because a hundred K and a, a distance race, the faster you run, the faster it finishes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're in a 12 hour or a 24 hour, the faster you run, yeah, you're still running for 24 <laughs> yeah, hours, 20, 24 or, hours or 12 yeah. hours. Exactly. So, um, mm. you know, when you get into that back end of 100, you can kind of go, you know, if I can just keep moving, it's going to be over a lot quicker yeah. Yeah. sort of thing. And was that a road race or another trail? The 100, 100K I had a, a good crack at was like a an out and back. It was down in Wangaratta um, there and – I um they start super early in the morning, and I forgot all about daylight savings time oh, being oh down no. south. Yeah. Oh no! And I forgot my headlamp. Oh no! So I had to wait for the last wave to go, um, before I could start. And even then, the sun was still it was still pitch black. Yeah, and I had yeah, to run exactly. behind a runner with a head <laughs> with torch until I could see where I was going, um, because they've got a cutoff time. And I was petrified of missing cutoff. Yeah. And so I just pushed and pushed and pushed, terrified I wouldn't get to finish the race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I ran 805 um, for that 100. Okay, wow. Yeah. Eight hours um, and five. Five minutes, yeah, wow. which was, I was quite happy what, what with. Is, what is that pace? Around five minute Ks, I think. <laughs> So you ran five-minute Ks for 100 Ks. Yeah, I think it's about Dan, that. that's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, just some. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was. Um, wow. It was, I find it was a lot harder than the 12 hours, um, especially afterwards. The legs yeah. were so much. Is that because you were running faster? What, what do you think so. was going on? Yeah. Um, when you think, you know, you're finishing 100K in eight hours, you've got another four hours. Yeah, it's, that's true. You're, you're backing the pace off to another like 10Ks an hour. So I can't believe you was, did that at five-minute pace. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> that's amazing. Five, eight, <laughs> five pace. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, yeah. That, and then one day I kind of went, you know what, let's try 24. Um <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> just like going from a half marathon well, to a marathon. Exactly. Well, I mean? why, why, not? <laughs> why not? It was kind of like I'm like I'm ready for the step up. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. And what happened? Um, I had a good race. Um, I think around 20, 206 kilometres. 
Yeah. 207 log. Um, for my first one, I was quite pleased about it. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking at the um, Australian team and I'm like, what do I got to do to get on the Australian team? And so you got qualifying distances in Australia to, to be potentially selected for a team. And this is for the 24-hour World Champion, yeah, yeah, World Championships or Asian Championships. So right. they're each event's hold, held biannually. Right. Um, so the distance for the 24, the C category, mm. is 100, sorry, 220 Ks. B is 230 and an A qualification is 240 or above. Um, and that's just to get a look in. Yeah, exactly. But then you also needed to be um, one of the top, you know, six or nine athletes yeah. to then be selected. So, you know, 15 people could run a qualifier. Yeah. They're only going to take the top. Wow. Yeah, top so top many six. runners. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a, a year later I had a, another crack at the 24 hour. Um, up here in Brisbane, and got two twenty one. Wow! So, so you I, just made I it. Just made it. Yeah. Um, my coach, he pushed and pushed me for the last kind of couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. I started to fade. Mm. Um, he made some concoction full of, I think it was Coke, Coca Cola, <laughs> sugar. <laughs> I don't know what was in it, but it was like syrup, and it tasted oh. horrible. And he just like. Take Drink it. it. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> give it five minutes and you run. He goes, we've come here for a target. We've come here for a goal. Yeah. You're so close. You're going to be devastated if you miss yeah. this by a metre. And he goes, we're not going home unless we get it. Wow. And yeah, it was. Um, he believed in you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it was, I had to work hard. Um, it's probably one of the hardest races I've ever ever done, especially in the last couple of hours. But yeah, I got that. Two twenty is what I just I needed. You needed, yep. Um to get just get a look get in. Get a look in, yeah. And then um so that was kind of at the end of I think two thousand and eighteen mm. when that was. Mm. And then um two thousand and nineteen rolled away, uh rolled her over. Um and I was tossing up between doing a twenty four but then there was also a 48, and I've just gone, do I try and better my 24-hour time or do I have a, a crack at the 48-hour? And I'm going, you know what, let's try the 48-hour. I got, you know, that's what no, you do. Yeah, i got nothing to lose. <laughs> Except um, for a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't think I would I'd make the team with a 221, so um, I was kind of like, let's do the 48 yeah. and I'll – you so know, that also would give you a shot at it if you got a particular distance in the 48? Um, not necessarily. So mm. you have to have a, a qualifier Qualif- to get okay. right. a, a look in. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be yeah. in for the selectors, but then they can only take the top yeah. so many distances. Yeah. So um, it just goes off performance in the last yeah. two years leading up to that. Mm that event that you're trying to get into. Um, I didn't think I'd make the cut, so I'm like, let's try the 48-hour, um, which was, you know, appealing at the time because <laughs> by now I just wanted to see how far I could push myself and 
see where the limits were. Um, and I had a really good 48 hour. Um, I actually ran the first 24 hours. I got 206, no, 209, right. which was just, mm. it was 2Ks further than my very first 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, I was quite happy yeah. with that one. Mm. And then I think it was about an extra 150Ks or something for the second 24 hours. Right. So the pace dramatically drops off a bit for that second day um, just with fatigue and and stuff like that. I did have a few little more breaks in that second half, um, especially trying to run through a second night. gets a bit Uh, bit tough. Tell us about that. Like. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't get my head around running for uh, that. I can't get my head around not having sleep. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that does me in. Yeah, the, um, you really feel the eyes, like back of the eyes with the fatigue and stuff and trying to Did you hallucinate or do you go No, I've never hallucinated places? in a race. I've got plenty of mates that have in like when they're pushing themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's quite, quite funny and humorous at times yeah. you know, when they're starting to see, you know, green fairy things over here and <laughs> thinking um, trees are dinosaurs yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a post over there and they think it's someone else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a good laugh at times. <laughs> for you, not them. <laughs> for, for us, well, I think they have more fun because they don't know what's going on where you're kind of going, they're hallucinating for a reason. It's because yeah. their body's, yeah. They're, yeah, they're running on empty. Yeah. Um, and so it is a bit of a concerned because the body needs fuel it's starting to struggle they're right at their limit so you got to keep that so do people can anyone pull them out of the race can you other people make that decision Um, for them i'd say a medic a medic can okay if they worry um or concerned i think if because you got crew that help you for these events Mm, yeah and generally they they know you and how to run if you're doing these events, you kind of a bit, you know, you know what's going on a bit. Yeah. And if you had someone that you trusted come up and was like, "Hey, just you need to sit down. You need to eat this." You, they 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 listen to you. It's yeah. got to be an incredible kinda, level of trust between you yeah. both, don't, doesn't there? Yeah. Um. And yeah, especially like crewing people, like oh yeah, you just stand around and yeah. and food and stuff to for the runners but it's a lot of work so much more than that i've crewed like a number of, of races for mates and stuff and vice versa and the crew works just as hard as a runner yeah sometimes like more mentally cal- making calculations yeah um for nutrition and stuff like different weather changes mm. and stuff like you might or you know something might upset your stomach so mm. okay that food is out of the picture mm. what are we going to do as a substitute and, you know, measuring out different nutrition and stuff like that. So how big was your crew in, in your races? Um, what did you have as part of your crew? So for most of my, like, first races, my wife um, was doing a lot of the crewing. Um, my sister also jumped in and helped out for different races and my coach and that as well. Um, also I'd have mates from here jumping in, helping them throughout the yeah but um it was mainly yeah my wife my sister and my coach was doing most of the crewing um 
yeah, so they were, you know, they they knew me a bit mm. bit better in that as well. Um, I think they knew when to when to push when they need to be pushy and when they need okay. to be a bit more caring um, and reading my body language, yeah, which is kind of important too. Mm. I think the crew, you know, if they're switched on, they can kind of see, they can be, they can react to it. Mm. Yeah, they can. Um, yeah, like I've had, I've been running past thinking, fine, they've passed me ice and then put this on the back of your neck. Yeah. You need it, you need more fluid. Or something they can see, or starting to fade. Yeah, be a bit, a bit hydrated and stuff like that. So just little things like that, or or the expression on the face. Yeah, going okay. He's struggling well, a little bit mentally. Sometimes when you're in that zone, and, you might feel that I'm okay. I'm just doing this. You just get into a role. Yeah. But that yeah, they're seeing other stuff. Yes. There and they're thinking for the hours and hours ahead as well. Whereas yep. you're just like, and, and that's what's good in a way. Like when I'm out doing the race. I focus on running. Running. I trust my crew 100% that when they're passing, like I set out a, a, a guide of what I would like when. Yeah. But that's also can be changed if it needed. If something changes, I trust them to make that calculations and, and changing it. And so what they hand me, I'm going to take. Yeah. You know, and I try and keep to a you know, I plan as much as possible, but in a 24 hours or even 12 hour races, there's a lot of time for things to go wrong. Yeah. And you're never going to have a race that goes 100% to plan. Yeah. You've always, it, it, it just doesn't happen. So you've always got to, you know, be mindful of that and go, right. Okay. That's happened. How do we move on from that? You know, like, Plan for a race that's going to be yeah. 20 degrees and it's 29 degrees, or mm, yeah. you get upset stomach on your main food choice, or mm, it happens, start getting blisters. Or what do you do with that? What do you do with blisters? Big blisters, Blister. touch wood. Mm. I've been very, very lucky Good. with blisters. <laughs> like, um, I do wear the Injinji toe socks, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely swear by them, okay, and I, I, I don't blister. That's good. I don't good. get blisters. That's good. Um, I've taken shoes straight out of the box and ran <laughs> a 12-hour race in okay. brand yep. new shoes. Oh, no. And, <laughs> no problems. And no blisters. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah, very lucky good. in that, in so the foot care area. Can um, you give us um, a time where something did go wrong or something was way out of left field and you had to adapt? Mostly it's the new. The nutrition Trisha. side, I think, especially earlier in the piece. These days I've, um, I've kind of tuned in my nutrition mm-hmm. um, and found products that work for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back back earlier in the piece, you know, just the stomach upset, mm. throwing up, just cramping in the stomach where you couldn't even walk and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, and... In point-to-point races, like I've done 100K or that one that um, down in Wangarana, um, one of my bags didn't turn up to an aid station. Or oh, wow. I think it was my <clears throat> error. Um, <throat> I put the wrong number on it. It wasn't there. You just got to deal, with, deal it. with it on the mm. spot. If you you worry about it and stress over it, it's not going to help, help anyone. Mm. Um, so you just got to do what you can and, mm. you know, they've always – Aid station's always got other food there for you to help yourself. And I'm like, well, 
I've never trained with this. I've never tried it, but I'm going to have to risk it. I'm going to have to risk it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then same for like the longer, the 48 hour, I just couldn't stomach. Um, Back then I was going off a lot of um, bananas and just Mm. I got halfway through the race and I couldn't even look at them. (laughs) I was just like, you just need to find something else sort of thing. (laughs) And, you know, they're, I found someone brought a two-minute noodles, never tried, never used them in a race before. They've just gone, try this. And I was like, wow. You know what it I mean? Worked. It, it worked. <laughs> Touch wood, it worked. Yeah. Um, so you just got to you got to run with these yeah, things that don't, yeah. don't work out yeah. to plan and stuff. But <laughs> So you finished the 48-hour race. Yes. That was, what, 300 and? 362. 362, yeah. yeah. How are your knees when you finish that? Oh, everything was sore. <laughs> everything was sore. Um, my shins were the worst. I think because a 48 hour, there is quite a bit of walking in it. Yeah. Uh, walking walk a pace. Yeah, like yeah. Like not just a stroll, like you're trying to walk. Um, and I think it's just the gait. The body mm. wasn't used to, it was used to running, mm. but it wasn't used to walking that fast or for that amount of time. So I think like the front of my shins. I just remember were excruciating um, and I ended up wearing someone else's shoes that were about three sizes, four sizes too big for me because I had the same shoes for the whole race. Right. I had different pairs but they were the same, same model. Yeah, yeah. And they are like, we need to change your gait up a little bit. And they're going, try these and they were like clown shoes. But I was willing, <laughs> you were good with I that. I was willing to give, <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to give anything a go. Um and it, yeah, it worked a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in, after the race, um, mate told me, he goes, hey, look at the bottom of these shoes. And I literally took a, a wedge, wore a wow. wedge out of half of his shoe. Oh, my um, goodness. It was like he took a Stanley knife to it and just cut this big wedge <laughs> out of the side of it on both sides of his shoes. Like I destroyed his shoes <laughs> just from running a different gate yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. trying to, you know, run a bit yeah. differently to yeah. – Ease the pain a little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. So what was the transition then, um, Dan, for you into the Australian team? You just got in. Well, you just well, made the cut, didn't you, at that yeah, point? Yeah, so I didn't think I was going to make the cut for the 221, but I was going to go with it and I threw a hat in the ring. Um, so I had that, but I also had the 48 hour after that to kind of go the strength there I can run yeah. for 24 hours. Um, a bit of like, you know, you, you do need that time to get in, mm. but it's also a selection um, process as well. So yeah. normally they take six males and six females mm. to the worlds. This year they decided to take nine. I was number nine. Yay! <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know, it was very, I was very lucky to get in. Um I think having that 48 hour there kind of yeah. boosted them going, you know what, yeah. he's got potential. Mm. Um, you know, he could get, you know, he could do well. Yeah. Um, I know he's only done one or two 24s beforehand, mm. but um, yeah, you know, he's moving up yeah. and doing a 48 hour and getting a pretty decent time in that. Yeah. I think strengthened it. Um, so yeah, got selected for Worlds, which is just been, it was just you know it was kind of like 
a dream come mm. true. Like ever since I was a kid, I was always wanted to make the Olympics or yeah. compete for Australia, but back yeah. then it wasn't a realistic dream. Yeah. And, and now it was kind of wow. coming, yeah. coming alive, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I was absolutely over the moon and, yeah, training was just ramped up and I was, yeah. you know, I was ready to go. So what year was that that you um, represented? Uh, 2019. Okay. So um, it was held in a little small village of Alby over in France. Mm. Um, yeah, October, end of October 2019. Wow. Just got it in. Just got it in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also um, I had uh, my first child was um, – Due not long after that, so oh it was goodness. a kind of a get over there, get back. So your wife <laughs> you know? didn't travel? No, no, she couldn't travel. She was a bit too late. She was in that wow. final trimester and okay. stuff. Yeah. It would have just been a bit too yeah, wow, stressful. Too close. much, too stressful yeah. and that, and she wouldn't have been able to, to crew for me either. But yeah. I think we just made the decision that she was just going to support from home. And, okay. Yeah. And Sensible decision. If I needed to come home or something. Yeah. We had a plan in place. That so you took your own crew or is there a crew attached to the Australia team? So you can take your own crew um, but there's one crew to two runners. Okay. So okay, just because yeah. you take your own crew, they may, might not get to crew for you. So oh. it really depends on who can get over there and then they kind of make a final decision when you're there on who's going to crew for you so it didn't really worry me not having a crew because you would have a crew yeah um, exactly they supply and there was enough crew there that was experienced enough and that yeah a couple of them knew me quite well okay as well yeah. to that's great to help out so i think it was actually one crew to or two crew to two and a half runners or yeah. something that worked out to be so just because a the tent size yeah. where your aid station is is very limited. Okay. So they need to minimise crew and space yeah. as much as possible. And how did that race go? Didn't go to plan. Okay. Um, I had a um, few stomach issues again played up. Um, it was the, the diet change in a different mm, country. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the food I was getting is very different to what I'd eating back home yeah. and I think that essentially is what happened. Um, also, I wasn't until I got home, I had a um, bit of an issue with my stomach going on. I had a, uh, a bleed in my stomach nice. going into the race that I didn't know oh, about. Oh, no. Um, so I ran for about 16 hours without any food at all. So Goodness. I was about six hours in, four hours in when the wow. stomach issue started. I didn't eat again until about 22 hours into the race. Oh, my goodness. So it was, um, yeah, I was running on low. So, yeah. um, you know, the whole vision was yeah. coming in and trying to stay awake, like just keep your eyes open. It was a bit of a struggle, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't, I wasn't going to pull out. Yeah, you, know, you, were, I, you were there. I was seeing it you to the there. end sort yeah. of thing. Um, the last couple of hours I was able to get some food back in mm. and made a bit of difference um, and definitely the end of the race was a lot better. Oh, that's good. I think I, I got um, 2.06, which is to date the worst 24 I've done. <laughs> but the, but the, yeah, the experience and stuff was, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then um, yeah, got home and figured out what what was going on and got on top of that. Um, it must have been challenging yeah. though to have that dream to go and represent Australia, get there, and then the race not go as as it, you'd hoped. It was yeah. You could say, yeah, it was disappointing, the result. Yeah. Um, but what I learned and running in that environment with the best of the world yeah. was an experience that yeah. can't be taken away. Exactly. Like, it was incredible. And it, I think it just lit. That fire just kept getting stronger and wow. stronger. Like, and um, mm. so I gave myself, well, 2020, there wasn't much Done. going on. Mm. Um, I really used that to you know, get the body back healthy. You know, it does take a bit of recovery after these big races. Mm. Um, and you had a newborn baby. I had a newborn baby yeah. as well, so I was happy to take a bit of time off yeah. and focus on the, the family for the first kind of half of of 2020, mm-hmm. the new bub and everything. And then um, still did a little bit of running. The wife was great. Mm. Let me go out and still, still run. Yeah. Um, I wasn't doing this you know, five, six-hour training runs, but just getting out there and, and running was good. Um, yeah, and then this year it was like, right, I need to get back into it. And, um, yeah, did a another 24, started June down in Sydney and one of the best races I've ever had. Excellent. Um, result-wise, how the head was, the nutrition, everything was just – it all came together. It all come together. Um, yeah, and I, when I got 237. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Which is a, a big jump up, um, which I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything over, I knew 235 was going to be a stretch. PB being 221 doesn't that's sound like jump. much, but no, that's huge. 15K is over yeah. 24 hours is a. Yeah, I mean, that's an extra three park runs. For most people, that's an extra hour and a half. (laughs) So, Dan, does that get you back into the Australian team? Well, I've got a qualifying tote. Okay. So if – Because that's the gold, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I've got a a B qualification because I've made Mm. over the 230. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if there's a number of runners that run further than me, Mm. I can still – Miss out on the next world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially. And when do you find out? Well, because the world's this year got cancelled. Yeah. Um, the next world's is until 2023, 20, I yeah. think, is the next one. Um, so I've got to run another qualifier between now and then. So okay. there was one held between on this year. Um, is that the butter one you were going to? be doing or no there was a world championship scheduled for romania oh okay um the end of this year um it would have just been on a couple of weeks ago but very few athletes would have been able to make it so they just postponed it and see what was going to happen but eventually cancelled it and go we'll just run with the the next world champs four years later which would be 2023 Mm. um but your qualifying qualifiers only last for two years so okay. my yeah. world's when it's scheduled in December and I did my race in June. Oh. So I'll be just out of that 24 oh. months. So between now and then I'll have to do another. you got to do it again. Yeah. i got to do it again. Yeah. So, but 
which is which is fine because honestly, with the talent in Australia at the moment, yeah, I don't think I'd make the team with a two thirty-seven. Really? There's that yeah. many people who there's, do these distances. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a f- enough crazy. Yeah, enough crazy to, <laughs> to do it, and talented runners like some world class athletes we've got in Australia. So, yeah, I think I'd need to step up my game to even make the next world champs. Wow. Yeah. Goodness, I know we're pushing time, but I would love to know, like your training every week. What what is it? Is it all long slow runs? What are you? No, you know, what mix, distances mix are you it running? Up. Um, depending on uh, blocks, yeah. Um, you know, I always after a race, I always give myself months, two months at least, if not three months, of very steady running to feel right runs. If I wake up in the morning, don't feel like running, don't run. Okay, feel like running, run, run to feel. Um, that but takes then discipline. I, yeah, sometimes yeah. Or sometimes I get booted out of the house and she goes, <laughs> you know what, I think you should go for a run. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when it comes to structured training, I don't go, you know, Tuesday speed sessions, um, yeah. vice versa. Each week is is very different. Right. Yeah. A long run for me could be on a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. It, it's always um, – it always changes. Yeah. Um, but essentially – one long run. Um, one what, what is long? Depending on Timing? the, it goes. Yeah, I run off off time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on a heavy block, I could be running up to six hours, mm-hmm. um, three to six hours, um, depending on on the phase of, of the build up, um, and then generally before a big race, a couple months out, I'll do a, a one really big session. Either that'll be a smaller race, like a twelve hour race, mm-hmm. and run it at, you know, 80%, 90% or go out and do a solo kind of nine or ten hour run just so, to dial in nutrition and stuff like that. So you do those training runs in the morning or in the evening when it's cool? 90% of the times it'll be in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, so what are you starting at 3 o'clock in the morning or something? During the summer and stuff <laughs> like that, yeah. Because um, most so. of the, the – Because comp- you work, you've got a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, work, I work full time. You work, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Another one on the way. And yeah, yeah another bub man. on the way. So, yeah, early mornings yeah. is when I do most of my runs, especially the long runs. I try and get them done before the heat. Cause yeah, of course. I do yeah. a lot of lot of my training over, over during the summer yeah. because the races generally start at the start of winter. So, I get most of the winter off after the races, mm-hmm. and but run through the summer. So early mornings definitely, especially for the longer runs. Um, so yeah, if it's you know in the middle of summer, I I want to be done by ten o'clock because it's just getting <laughs> too, too hot. hot. Yeah, it's getting hot. Too hot. So what time do you go to bed at night? Just like oh, <laughs> I'm, I've got everything sorted. I can be in bed before eight o'clock. Oh, yes. my type so, of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I try We're and early to bed. <laughs> Especially lately, I've tried to prioritize the the sleep. I think it yeah. is it is very important and overlooked mm. um, with the recovery and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I do try and prioritize. Doesn't always work out that way, um, you know. Something happens, and a newborn's yeah. coming. Newborn so. coming, <laughs> and, and not every night's a great night yeah. anyway. Yeah. With a with, with a toddler and yeah. infant running around as well. So, um, 
I do what I can, but yeah, a few early mornings. I also find with the early mornings, I don't miss out on a lot of home time. Yeah. You know, so I'll sacrifice a bit of sleep every now and then to spend more time with the, the family yeah. and, and stuff like that as well. So. Yeah. Because yeah. you, ha- you have picked it. I mean, balancing family and work and our passion for running can be hard, you know, just for runners who are dis- doing distances much shorter than yours. But for what you're doing, I mean, that's that's a really big ask to balance all those things. It, and I think it's a big ask for the family. Yeah. Like for my saying, wife yeah. and oh, stuff. As she, you've been talking, I'm going, she's an incredible lady. Yeah, she, um, she lets me do what I love doing and she's very supportive of that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some training blo- blocks, you know, they're big and – I'm out for a long time. And, yeah, you are. Um, you know, I could be training 15 hours a week mm. plus on top of a full-time job mm, yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of home time. I try and fit it in, but I try and when I finish a big race and that time when I'm recovering, I try and prioritise the yeah. family a bit more during that to make yeah. up for time I may have lost. Um, and I think she appreciates that. Yeah. But, well, it's nice that you do have those blocks. So it's not just an all year life yeah, is crazy. Just, you know, so I've just come off a pretty easy, steady, steady block. Um, you know, where I really drop the K's down um, per week. Like, still low for myself anyway. Yeah. Like, probably half, if not less than what a normal block would be. Um, but at this at the moment now I'm just starting to build back up again. So. Okay. So Dan, what advice then would you give to I suppose anyone crazy enough as you <laughs> <laughs> to do these 12 24 hours or 48 hour ultra runs? Oh, you got to give it a go. What's great about these timed events is you can't DNF that's true. that's true, you can't. You yeah, can't exactly. DNF. Um, most of them are done around an athletics track or a small small loop. So you've got an aid station set up there. So you've got water, you've got nutrition, you've got a chair, you, yeah. you've got to change your clothes. Generally there's a shower block there as well and toilets very close by. So if you don't feel like you're fit enough to, to run, the entire time you don't have to you can walk you can stop you can have a break for an hour six hours mm. and then have a go again mm. so anyone can do them. Mm-hmm. it's not like you're gonna have to meet a cut off or be worried um because no one really knows what position you come in either mm. like mm. yeah they, some races will have like a a board up that tells your totals and stuff but yeah. you're running past them so quick it's it's hard to see but there's so many people on the on the track running past each other. It's there's no yeah. oh look at that person's all the way at the end because you don't know where anyone is, you know, unless you're really looking at the results. Um, and it's always a fun vibe, and you've always got people there cheering you on. Mm. There's no long stretches of nobody, nobody or, around, yeah. or nobody around, yeah. and stuff like that. He's selling it. He's, He's selling, selling it. it. Yeah. Try this. It is good, <laughs> especially if you get a good. Group and yeah. even if you start off with doing like the 
the relay version. I was going to say, you can do relays, can't you? Yeah. You can have a number of runners doing it. Yeah, there's a, there's a few ones that yeah, do uh, the relays. I think that could be a that. runner's jam event in that the could future. Be, yeah, I yeah, could that. sign up for one of them. Yeah, I oh, know, like mm. the Dust of Dawn do a, a six-hour one, um, two hours each, three runners, mm. and then you got teams of for the 12-hour, which I think you can have up to like 16 runners, mm. and it's just you can have one one loop, a runner mm. or, you know, do a couple Ooh. loops. So, <laughs> There's a light bulb going on. <laughs> okay, runners jam crew. Um, <laughs> it's just good to be able to, you know, find your limits. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm just so. I don't think you found yours yet, have you? No, like, <laughs> like. Everyone's like with these hallucinations. I haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> You've like, got so a lot I'm, more pushing so today. Why not pushing hard enough? <laughs> or like, you know, I want to see these. these or funny are you hallucination proof? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I haven't got them yet. Um, in saying that, if you get them, generally your race is yeah. almost over. Yeah. So you yeah. want them right at the last kind of, right at the end of the race. Because <laughs> um, generally by then you kind of get a bit of a lean going. Yeah, yeah. You got the you wobble. Know, you got a bit of wobbles and you're <laughs> zigzagging all over the track and, and stuff like that. But Now, yeah. I, the other thing I want to know, because when you see people finish a marathon, like they're running in, they look great, and then the moment they finish, their legs just give out and they're gone and can hardly walk. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? No so you can just keep going and keep going for 48 hours because I'm thinking in that time, like you said, you're sitting in a chair at times and getting back up and going again. Yeah, so in the 24 hours now, I won't stop. Okay. okay. Um, I can go the whole time without stopping, exception of like a, a toilet stop. Yeah. That's You try and limit that as yeah. much as possible, um, but I won't sit down other than that. I'll Is that because it's so hard to get up? or More so because if you sit down, you're wasting time. Okay. Yeah. The longer you... You're not running for the less distance you're yeah, going to get, it. Yeah. and you know, centimeters could make the difference of of a of a, you know an age group record or yeah. getting into an event or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't stop. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll like step into the tent for a like clothing change, like a shirt off to put a longer sleeve on, or yeah. if it's been raining and changing something like that. But everything else is on the go. Um, Unless like you need to change your shoes, yeah. I I don't anymore. I used to change the shoes early in the piece, but now I just keep the same pair on. Um, so you eat on the run. Eat on the run. Um, yeah, everything. Oh, it's fascinating, Dan. Amazing. No, I'll take when I first get nutrition. I'll probably walk maybe fifty meters to hundred meters at most, mm-hmm. just to get that initial nutrition in, and then I'll I'll keep running. So. That's amazing, Dan. So what's yeah. what's next for Dan Simmons? What's the future? Oh, <laughs> 24 hour, I'll be, you know, I'll have a try and make the team again. Yeah. Um, get another qualifier in next year. So which um, event is that that you're aiming for? I haven't, haven't, haven't picked, picked one yet. No, there's a, there's a couple there that, you know, will work in well with me, but I'll see how the, the training's going, you know, started next year. Um, and see which race could potentially work out with my my uh, training and how everything's going. So, yeah, I'll do a few little races between now and then, but okay. 
Yeah, there'll be a 24-hour next year sometime. Okay. Now, there's yeah. going to be people who are going to be keen to follow your journey to see that. So, you're on Strava under, is yeah, that under uh, your name? Yeah, Dan yep. Simmons, um, Strava, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Okay, we'll make sure those um, links are in the description. So if you want to follow yeah. Dan, we'll make sure that those links are there for you to to make that available for you. Yeah, I'm cool. keen to see. Yeah, we'll follow you, Dan. Oh, thank you. Very interesting. <laughs> I think we need to get Dan back in again. I think so. There's okay? so many I more questions yeah, I have. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many more questions I want to ask. Love to come back to <laughs> But thanks, Dan, uh, for your time. Thanks for coming in and, no, and speaking with us. It's been an amazing um, so interesting. story, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to have with us in this episode Dan Simmons, who is an Australian representative when it comes to ultra running. Um, Dan, is there anything you you'd like to say, and just in closing? No, thanks for having me on, and been a pleasure. And you know, hopefully, um, we can see some of you guys out there at the next. Yeah, yeah. I think I, you might. I think the relay event's sounding so, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We just think anything over a marathon's an ultra. So I, I'm going to do my first one next yeah. year. <laughs> Even 50k stuff, yeah, 50k's, that's and plan. you know, it's um, yeah, go from there. Yeah, awesome. So make sure you check out. Um, Dan's Instagram and Strava if you want to follow him. And also, if you want to follow us at Runners Jam, we'll have the links um, in the description as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and you can check us out on our website, www.runnersjam.com.au. But for now, we're going to say goodbye. And thanks, Dan. Cheers. Thank you. Good night. See you soon.